The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she's just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bretrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also by unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Did you watch Summer House? Of course I did. <laughs> At first, like the first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Kyle P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone getting drunk. Yeah. Ugh. And then it was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And then it became the most <laughs> compelling show on television. How- all it required was Lindsay Hubbard with Danielle in the background. Yeah, exactly. It required Carl. It requires a sober Carl. You it know, requires a sober Carl. Sober Carl may be the most, name him the sexiest man alive. Go oh, ahead. Oh, right. Well, okay. On, sexiest man on Bravo. Yes, for sure. Yes. Sexiest man alive. Sober Carl. Yes. Sober Carl. Yeah. Today we're talking about Salt Lake City. We mm-hmm. weren't going to talk about Summer House, but we are. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll touch on Portia's show ending. You know, let's just talk about Portia's show. Okay, wait. Show. All three of them are so good. You think so? Yeah. I thought I Portia's finale was just fine. Really? I felt like her family knew that this was the very last episode. And they just put all her shit online. They just said, okay, fuck it. We're going to tell you everything. This is not the Hosea Williams family. This is not the correct side of the Hosea Williams family there's more to us and also Simon came out and became the douche that we knew he is yeah he went after the national treasure that is Aunt Liz yes how was that not I wanted her to punch him but that was like the last five minutes of the yeah. show yeah so I like the finale as a team twirl it just kind of like reinforced that our beliefs about Portia yeah. have been true the all way along. she gaslit Lonnie Landy. Oh my god. 
Oh my God. It was menacing. Menacing. <laughs> the way at the end when they finally meet up and she first she boasts about like, oh, we're going to go here and we're going to go there and we bought a big house and I'm going to take PJ to the school and that school and we're scoping it out. We're going to change schools. She's talking about doing all these things independently with her daughter. Then mm-hmm. when Dennis says, I think I need to be involved in that and the way for me to be involved in it is by obviously then getting a court order document because you're not not telling me anything. you're not telling me anything and then she gets really mad because she's like why do you have to take this to court i'm not the person that's like doing anything to you the whole conversation was a revelation of how crazy portia is yeah she wants a plan she wants a co-parenting plan for only things like holidays so she's talking about visitation plan like she wants to put it on paper yeah she wants to know which sundays he's gonna have her and which weekends she's gonna have her which holidays that's what she wants and dennis is saying no this is part of the larger plan of co-parenting and that's the whole thing that the judge oversees yes so that's part of that and she's like no well you you are threatening me with the judge yeah you're gonna go to the court i'm like he's like no we have to for a co-parenting plan is that's what you're asking for and she just goes nutso but the fact that she sits down and she tells him nothing Mm-hmm. nothing he's asking her questions about his daughter and she tells him nothing and i was at first i was like is she not saying it because it's she doesn't want that to be public information mm-hmm. and that's why but it became clear that she doesn't even want to talk about the daughter and what plan she has for her remember when portia was getting to know dennis and dennis wanted her to move to the city because he had business there and mm-hmm. she said she was not moving out of the suburbia he she didn't want to be in the city Mm -hmm. now for simon she's moving to the city Mm -hmm. and on top of it she is saying things like i want to have a conversation with you i wanted to have a what did she call it like um blended blended family but on her terms yeah she wants everything on her terms she wants simon and she wants dennis at her beck and call and she wants her daughter and she wants her family to get along everything only on her terms and she's refusing to listen to anybody and their concerns they are like unless you address what is bothering us we cannot be a blended family but that's not her intention her her intention is that everybody has to be blended on her terms and just do what she wants them to do and if they don't do it then they are not being cooperative at the end when all this is happening they have this big sort of argument dennis doesn't say a single word about simon he doesn't doesn't say say a a word word about about simon or a bad word about how what kind of a mother portia is never ever he never says any of those things all portia does at the end the only conclusion she can arrive to is dennis just doesn't want me to be happy in my new relationship i just want to remind everyone that in the very beginning of the show Portia said at Christmas I told Dennis I want to be either either we're going to do this or not I want a ring whatever mm-hmm. he didn't bring a ring at Christmas Christmas December 25th mm-hmm. that didn't happen and by January Portia was engaged to Simon yeah. and now Portia does a lot of big big puffing out her chest things And she does it all writing this idea of I now have Simon and so I get to do whatever I want because I have a new family that I'm going to make. And it's all very transparent that Portia's just doing this to get a reaction out of Dennis. That's all it is. And it's so stupid because I don't think that Dennis is the right person for her, 
But Portia going about it by riding this other man's coattails is like a bizarre move. And it kind of like, like Portia is very capable of just handling this on her own. But her only way of dealing with Dennis is by moving on with another man and starting this whole idea of a blended family. She wants him to regret his decision of not giving her a ring. Yeah, he's that's all not it is. regretting it. No. He is like, no, I was right. You're crazy. And I don't want to give you a ring. So I don't care who you're with. But I do care where my daughter is going to be. If you're going to take her to London or something, I need to know. And she's like, I've never done that. Like, no, you have. And then she shuts up because she has. Yeah. She has said that she's going to make like a last minute trip to London. She's going to take the daughter without letting him know. That's what he's talking about. Dennis doesn't care anymore. And she cannot handle it. She just cannot handle how Dennis is completely ignoring her. And on top of that, she's saying that Dennis doesn't pay for anything. What do you do, Dennis, other than pay for your daughter's school? And he's like, yeah, throughout the season and even on Watch What Happens Life, she said Dennis doesn't do anything for their daughter. And here she's herself admitting that he pays for school, which is private school, which is quite a bit, right? But on top of it, he's like, there's enough papers on both sides of the table. What do you need? And she has no answer to it. What does she need? Like, he's like, what do you mean you're going to change your school? And she's like, well, I'm scoping it out. I obviously need to be closer to wherever I live. And he's like, okay, I don't believe that when they were shooting this scene that she actually was moving because they had shown like two months or four months prior, they they signed an offer on the house or they closed on the house or something happened. And then Portia says, "Uh, we're moving in uh, next week. And I was like, you're not moving in. This is like, this is not like (laughs) summer, September summer joggers. (laughs) You either are moving or you're not. Yeah. But then when Dennis is like, okay, so you're changing school, like I need to know because if I, if that's one thing that Dennis pays for, then it yeah. would make sense that he would know right. about where right. it is that she's going to school. And he's like, where? And she's like, well, you'll find out when you have to pick her up. What? Like, what? it was just so strange. And then when, when somebody puts their foot down and asks for reasonable information from her, yeah. she shuts down. And it was very evident that she did that with her family. It was very evident that she did that with her assistants. It's very evident that she's done it with Dennis. And the only reason people tolerate her is because she is a famous person. The producers kept her hot mic uh, situations on throughout when she was going off on Londi. Yeah. Because Londi was like simply asking, did you, Dennis said, why is Portia treating you badly? Did you ask him to fire me? She says, no, and she doesn't say, I would never say that. She's like, I don't remember, which is Portia's way of saying, I, of course I did. Yeah. She says that in her confessional that she spoiled her Chanel jacket or whatever purse or something, and that's why she got her fired. And she goes in the back, immediately she got gets up, and instead of engaging with her cousin, she gets up and goes and starts yelling and screaming. Before that, she's like, you were never there for me when I was going through an abusive situation. And Lani's like, I was in college. Yeah. But that also does not explain Portia taking Storm's side because Storm is younger than both of them. So Storm must have been in high school. Storm must have been in elementary school. (laughs) Yeah. So Storm was there for you, but Lani wasn't? Is that the issue? Like, what? 
I what know. are you talking about, Portia? All right. Well, that's more than enough time uh. to talk about this show. <laughs> Portia Williams. It says she's entered her flap era ever since in January 2021 when she decided to marry her friend's ex-husband, who wasn't even her ex-husband yeah. yet. Yeah. Uh, that was it. That was it for Portia Williams. She took a nosedive oh, and the yeah. it just the hits keep on coming. Oh my god. Yes. Okay, let's talk about Rahasa's of Salt Lake City. What a fun episode. We open up on the bus and mm-hmm. Jen Shah is an actual violent criminal. <laughs> Somebody was saying online that she must be violating so many um so many conditions for yeah. her release because she is there screaming and shouting and getting into people's faces. Yeah. Again, producer, assistant producers, you you need to wear like a hazmat suit. <laughs> Have like riot gear on when you're around <laughs> certain people, like Jen Shaw. This yeah. is this was scary. Yeah, this is scary. I mean, like poor Jenny. She like almost steps on Jenny <laughs> to get into Lisa's face, and then I was so proud of Lisa jumping up and just being like, "You want a piece of me? Let me give you a piece." <laughs> it's so funny because Jen is like. I just don't know who I'm batting with or for. And I just don't yeah. trust these people. Well, Lisa, like, when did Lisa ever ask you to go to bat for her, Jen? Yeah. Like, nobody is asking you to go to bat for them. People are just tolerating your fraud ass because they are your coworkers. Like, yeah, that's all it is. And also, they are scared. At this moment in time, they are all agreeing with you and trying to calm you down by saying whatever the shit they can say. Because right now, you're cuckoo crazy to this point where i was like feeling sad for kevin the driver and i was like he should have just pulled over and said get out of my car he should have pulled over and said oh so sorry the feds are here again we gotta go yeah 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 (laughs) they should have kicked her out she was like i am gone say to my face that you care first of all lisa says i don't care but she's talking about i don't care about your situation with meredith yeah. And she's like, you don't care about me. Say it to my face. Say it. Say it. And Heather is sitting there nodding her head. Heather is such a fucking loser. Okay. <laughs> she is such a loser. I cannot stand don't Heather. Don't change, Heather. Don't change. I still like it. <laughs> Heather and Whitney, we- bad weather. Don't change. <laughs> you guys are bringing all the drama. <laughs> at least Whitney is like somewhat smart. Like Whitney at least comes in with a real sort of idea or plot. As silly and Whitney as it is, as much as it's like Inspector Whitney coming to like solve mysteries, right? Like <laughs> like Nancy Drew, Whitney Drew. Yeah, exactly. It's like Nancy Drew. <laughs> Heather doesn't even come in with any of that. She just piggybacks off of whatever Whitney has said and just like rides along with it. Have you ever noticed that with Heather? She only piggybacks whatever it is that's happening or she is avoiding people. But she never actually comes in with anything of substance on her own. The last time she said anything of value was, I think, the thing about the Uber driver. But even that, it like didn't go anywhere, right? Like, so even this whole thing where now Jen has in her dumbass mind that (laughs) Mary and Meredith were somehow responsible for the feds showing up, that's because Heather took that information to Jen. Yeah, but also, if you step back a little bit and look at that whole situation, it is like a little bit like Lucy Lucy Apple Juice. If Kyle told Lisa, in this case, Whitney Whitney came up with the uh, stuff and she told Heather, and then Lisa took it to Teddy, right? To yeah. Teddy, and Teddy told uh, Dorit. And so by the time it got to Dorit, it had become real, completely. Completely okay. It's it's a fact. 
the same thing here is like Heather and Whitney came up with it in their Nancy Drew, you know, Hardy Boys kind of. They were sitting in their bedroom and figured that they came up with this theory. Then Heather took it to Jen and made it seem like real because yeah. of an offhand Jesus is going to get you comment that Mary made that somehow connected to this conspiracy that Whitney came up with. Then Jen decides to believe that. Yeah. And now Jen is blaming Mary and Meredith for her, her not seeing her son get through prom. Yeah. And she's having a whole meltdown. I'm like, Jen, no, they you won't see all of that because of your criminal activity. Yeah. Also <laughs> nothing to do with Mary and Meredith. And then Whitney is sitting there at the end of that fight and saying, Jen, if what you're saying is true, then that's horrible. Yeah. Like, Whitney, no, is like, Whitney, you came up with Yeah, exactly. Whitney is like, oh my God, if you're saying if whatever you're saying is true, that is terrible. Hmm. It's, you're the one. Oh my God. Yeah. It was so funny also because the elephant in the room and all this is that Jen Shah has been drunk this whole time. We get to this, when we get to the house, the girls are like, oh yeah, Jen has been drinking since the morning. So we know yeah. that her popping so off in the bus is filled with champagne or something. Yeah. It's just filled with like probably straight vodka. Like it's, she's a disaster. Yeah. And yeah. so that is the reason, because initially I was like, why are they giving this violent criminal a room? Why? Yeah. But yeah. then I realized, oh, it's because she's an absolute drunk. And it's crazy because like, it almost also feels like production yeah. is tied to the storyline of like, this is the most exciting thing on the internet right now, right? Like if we yeah. think back to early 2021 after yeah. Jen was arrested, it's all we all talked about for months and months and months and months. It was so yeah. exciting and all this. And it's almost like Bravo really, really needed her on the show because they felt like without her, people are going to be disappointed. So they tolerated mm. all this bullshit behavior. And it's very yeah. obvious that the women know this as well. Mm -hmm. The women, except for Meredith, know this yeah. as well. Yeah. That yeah. without Jen and her storyline, I don't really know if we have a show. And it's going to be very disappointing if we just say you cannot be on the show anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're trying yeah. to get this woman to stay. They know she's a drunk. They know she's violent. They know she's unhinged. And they decide to give her a room because they're like, okay, what do we do to appease this psychopath? Yeah. And How do we calm her down by separating her and pretending that you are showering a lot of love on her because all she cares about is material things. Just give her the biggest room. Tell her you're on her side. Give her a hug. Even Lisa gets up and walks over and gives her a hug. Anything to calm this down because she's like really crazy right now. It's a disaster. They get to the house. Jen is drunk and everybody is being as nice to her as possible. Meredith and Mary come and Whitney and Heather tell them about the fight. And hilariously, Mary is like, damn it, I missed the fight. <laughs> yeah, but when did you notice when they first drive in, Mary and Meredith? Meredith is like, here we are, Mary. How are you feeling? What is going on? And then Meredith, Mary says, I am thinking. And Meredith is like, oh, oh, that's not good. <laughs> I'm like, Mary, don't think because your thoughts are not good. <laughs> Whitney sets up a spiritual healer experience. And I have to point out again, Jen is so drunk that they have to go to the room and get her dressed. Yeah. To get her to go. That's yeah. how drunk this woman is. I mean, like, that's fucking dark. 
Like, what is going on there that we are not talking about? But can you imagine if you were going through that kind of legal issues, which she says, they don't have anything on me because there's nothing to be. No, they have a lot on you, which is why they came and arrested you. Mm -hmm. And it's multiple jurisdictions coming after you. So this is huge. So stop making it sound like you don't, they don't have anything on you. They do. Yeah. But can you imagine actually facing that kind of trouble? And then going about and pretending nothing is going on and then having your glam there. She even says when she's in the water, she says that her glam is there. I don't think they're there because later on she looks like shit and she's got like four nails missing off her hand. I don't know. But she's not there. She's completely drunk because how else would you handle that kind of reality? Well, also the reality... The reality is. (laughs) Take a shot, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) The reality is that Jen is, I think, aware of her own wrongs. And the only way that she can deal with it is by by being completely hammered. I mean, that is Mm -hmm. the red herring here, guys. Like the fact that she is like this drunk to just deal with being on a bus for this long and she's Mm -hmm. getting this angry and she's getting this emotional It should Mm -hmm. be a big red flag that says, oh, she's super guilty. And it just is so funny because Whitney and Heather keep putting up with it. Because, again, I believe that Whitney and Heather are, number one, before they are housewives, they are fans of housewives. And they know that without her, there is no show. That they need to get this drunk woman dressed and ready to go to the spiritual healer. Mm -hmm. Mary is late, so they leave without her. Mary arrives late and stands on the side and is rude as hell. And Mary mocks whatever works for Whitney. And I have to say, like, is Whitney fucked up for giving light to conspiracy theories and allegations against Mary Mm -hmm. just because Mary yelled at her? Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. But it's also fucked up that Mary is mocking whatever spiritual healing, mental health shit works for Whitney. It's a very arrogant and ignorant and disrespectful take for somebody who claims to be the head of a church. I've experienced that with people of other religion before when I talk about my religion or... I am tolerant of your religious beliefs, which sometimes include not believing in my religion, that my religion is pagan and my religion is not the real God. I don't, my God is not the real God. I know that as part of your religious teachings, but I am still tolerant of it. I don't go and roll my eyes or look at what you believe in differently. Wait, 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 wait. I just got a text message that I need to read to you because it's so ridiculous. What? Okay. Not having Did Mary Cosby find you? (laughs) She sent Jesus after you. Jesus sent me a text message. No. Yeah. So I have a friend who lives in North Jersey and they are currently looking to buy a new house. And they bought Teresa's house. No, but they're interested in buying Teresa's house. (gasps) (laughs) No. I swear to God, no. my sister-in-law sent me a text message that said, "No," said the person was showing me a house she likes and is interested in buying, and sent me the link. She said, "Isn't this Melissa or Teresa's house?" Oh my God, it's Teresa's ridiculous house. No, no, uh, they, of course a Daisy new money Daisy would buy that house. Is there enough fountains? Is it a Daisy? By the yes, way, yes, I'm of just course. assuming it's a Daisy. Of because- course. <laughs> 
Of course, with those stupid angel wings. Okay, I'm so sorry. You were talking so sincerely about people disrespecting. I hope they buy it. I hope you get invited and I hope you, you know, knock on their sinks to see if it's made of foam. (laughs) I need you to go into the house and I want you to be, you know, making and cooking an octopus at 7 a.m. Oh, my God. (laughs) I feel bad. You were having this like sincere thought about religion and how you've often you felt like because it was it was very important to me <laughs> I'm so sorry but this but is also, also important I understand I understand if there was one breaking news that could interrupt that that it would be the, that somebody you know is interested in buying Teresa so. <laughs> first of all somebody you know has that kind of money wow okay it's not that expensive the house it's like just a little over a million which, okay, I realize how absurd that sounds. That sounds, but I, I did think it was six million or so. No. So it's not. Okay, no, it's like one point two, which I know yeah, sounds yeah. it is a lot of money. By the way, I don't have the coins to buy a one point two million dollar house. Let's just clarify. Although I would love to have that one day. Please support us on Patreon. But um, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine if I add a new Patreon tier, tier and it's it's like fun you just to buy Teresa's house. I, you should add one <laughs> just for fun. Yes. Just for fun. Add I'm going to add one that's it's priced. Whatever Teresa's house is marketed as, I'm going to add a new Patreon tier that says, if you want to support us at the $1.2 million level, here's what it. you get. You get the yeah. satisfaction of knowing the psychopaths who bought the house. Yeah. But also, if we don't ask, we will never get it. I mean, it's... <laughs> You know, ask, believe, receive, honey. Receive, exactly. <laughs> if you don't ask and believe, we were not going to receive. Maybe we are not asking the right things <laughs> to, from the universe. Oh, good. But okay, let's get back to this where the religious talk, because I do understand where there are people that said, oh, well, if Whitney is, Whitney saying that she went and supported Mary and therefore Mary should support and People got a little mad, like, Whitney, if you didn't believe in that, you didn't have to go to Mary's church. But her dad did, and she, Whitney thought maybe her dad would, would benefit from it. And Whitney was Whitney and Meredith were supporting Mary and filming with her, right? Yeah. I don't think what Whitney did was disrespectful. What no. Whitney asked in return was that Mary be respectful in her yeah. space. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong about that. No. But Mary was like, the, the way Mary was standing with her back to the whole ritual and standing to the side. And I've had people do that to me when I offer something that I made during one of my festivals and mm-hmm. said, yeah, we had this, you know, we had the Elf and God Festival this past week and I made the sweets, part of the offerings, here's something, and I share it. I've had people refuse to take that because it was a religious offering. I'm like, no, it's it's food. Try it. And, you know, I wasn't offering it as a religious offering to convert you to my religion i'm just offering it as something i made i'm proud of it right but people take so much offense to that and i've had that happen to me and i found that very jarring when i first came to this country so whitney's anger towards that is genuine and i think that's real i agree i understand that when you're closely connected to somebody on tv and you feel that they relate you relate to them in some way when a person says something negative about that person we get offended. It's called private experiences, guys. Mm-hmm. We talk about it all yeah. the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. I understand that if you belong to a church that looks like Mary's church or functions mm-hmm. like Mary's church, that mm-hmm. you could get offended when somebody says, I don't believe in yours, but I came and I, I respected you. Then you're, you would say, well, why did you come if you don't believe it? Because people attend religious spaces, go to religious spaces all the time. I am Muslim and I've had people who are not Muslim attend religious events at my mosque because somebody passed away or something important happened or a milestone happened. That doesn't mean that you need to believe that in order to attend it. And that doesn't mean that my family or somebody I know or somebody I love wouldn't be able to receive some sort of positivity from it. That's the whole point. That's the point, Yolanda. That's what Mm. we're doing here when it comes to religion. You don't only enter into religious spaces because you believe it. You, you come because you know that somebody you care about is benefiting from it and you want to respect it. That's how you learn from each other. And Mary is not here to learn from them yeah. for whatever reason. But Mary mm-hmm. also got so mad at Whitney for not picking up a phone call that she tried to prank her and then got mad at Whitney for not falling for the prank. That's yeah. who Mary is. But yeah. Mary's also the person that shows up over 30 minutes late to an event and says, fuck you, I'm not being a part of this. Is she being real and authentic to herself? Yes. But the authentic person that Mary Cosby is, is not nice. Yeah. yeah. It's just not nice. It's not. It's not. It's not. And I do Here's the part about Meredith that bothers me is that, yes, Jen is a terrible, terrible person. Yes, Heather and Whitney are enabling her or coddling her. So is Lisa to some extent coddling Jen. Yes. But Mary is a terrible person too. Meredith is choosing to ignore the terribleness that Mary brings to the table. And that's the part that bothers the rest of the group. Let's forget about Heather and Whitney being the potsters and therefore they don't have a voice in this argument. But Jenny's argument is the same. Like when Mary is wrong, you are not saying, Mary, you're wrong. And you're not saying it forcefully and you're not saying it clearly for Mary to understand. And that's the part that Jenny is frustrated with Meredith about. That Meredith is, for some reason, isolating and teaming with Mary over what is right and what's wrong. If if, if right is right and wrong is wrong, then Meredith should be the same way with both Jen and Mary. And that's the part that people... I don't understand why Meredith has to take any side. I felt like Whitney was trying to make some sort of a moment happen at this spiritual retreat. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen. She was annoyed. So she gets back to the dinner and she's like, fine, fuck you guys. You don't want to play nice and you don't want to have a nice loving moment. Then I'm just going to go ahead and stir shit up. And she says, I want everybody to say what's on their mind. She asked Mm -hmm. Mary and Meredith, why don't you come on the bus? Which, like, I don't think that Mary or Meredith have to answer to anybody why they didn't right. choose but to Whitney come on. was being a Cynthia on the on the Ultimate Girls Trip. Yes. Her game, they didn't play her game, so yeah. she was upset. Yes. That's what was happening. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Meredith just says, I don't want to subject myself to your bullshit. And I, mm-hmm. again, I don't think that Mary is a nice person, but I actually agreed with what Mary said, which is, really? I don't have to give you any reason for why it didn't come. Right. There's no reason for me. The ladies want to know if they can invite Jen to things and they want to see where Meredith is at. And it's it's like it's one of these really frustrated things because it's like it's you know how women we constantly are asking um, our spouses or our partners. Mm -hmm. Are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? Yeah. We're constantly thinking that the world is mad at us. 
-hmm. It almost feels like in this group of women, Lisa, Heather, Whitney are constantly worried that either Jen is mad at them or Mary is mad at them or Meredith is mad at them. By the way, I only do that with you. I don't do that with my spouse. Oh, okay. Are you mad at me? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, even Jenny saying, Meredith, you were upset that I invited her to fuck. Yeah. And then Meredith snaps at Jenny and says, you called her criminal. Which, by the way, I have to say, Jenny did not call Jen Jenny did not Jenny call was the criminal. only one that says, look, I'm an immigrant myself. I'm Asian. Like, I don't understand what's happening and I would like to see this play out. She was the only yeah. person in Vail that said, right. I want to see this all play out. And Meredith yeah. actually it was your friend, Mary, that said that, that was Jen a was very a criminal. Kyle move from Meredith. Yeah. Where Kyle says, but Sutton, didn't you say that you weren't comfortable with Erica and start the whole thing? That's how, that's what was ha happening there. This would be if Kyle said to Sutton, but you called Erica a criminal. Yeah. That's what happens here. Jen snaps at Jenny because mm. Jen is drunk. <laughs> yeah. Because like we said before, Jen murders the messenger. Yes. And Jen doesn't even get what Jenny is saying. Jenny is like parsing her words and saying exactly what she said. She said, I did not call you a criminal. I said, I don't know if you if you are part of this criminal accusation yeah and so i don't want to take any sides i don't know enough about it yeah whitney asks why are you mad at us for being friends with jen who is in your opinion a bad person but mm -hmm. you're friends with mary who in my opinion is a bad person mm -hmm. and i appreciate meredith saying you could be friends with whoever the hell you want i don't care which mm -hmm. is true but at the same time meredith like you also can't get upset every time you walk into a space and Jen is there because she is your coworker. Yes. Either show so, up to filming or don't show up to don't. filming, but yeah. don't hold the entire cast up because you don't like Jen Shaw. She, quit, quit the show. That's what I think is upset, upsetting most of them is that not, just because Meredith and Jen doesn't get along with Jen, even though they had a makeup conversation at yeah. the very beginning of the season with Brooks, um, involved in it but Meredith doesn't want it don't hold the whole season and the whole cast hostage yeah to that yeah that is not fair no and if you don't care about Jen then stop worrying about whether Whitney and Heather are being good enough friends with Jen or not that's yes. none of your business yes that is none of your business that's the other thing. It, it why you? Why do you keep coming and telling people that they need people need to be better friends to Jen? Why do you care? Yeah, exactly. It's so bizarre. It's, it's so bizarre. It's very clear that all these women have off-camera conversations that they keep trying to be cute and bring up on camera. Like you keep mm -hmm. trying to goad each other into have saying the things that they say off camera, mm -hmm. right? Like even yeah. this thing about Jen asking Meredith about the PI. Meredith mm -hmm. tells Jen exactly what Heather told her in the bus, which is, mm -hmm. I investigated threatening text messages, and they said 90%, it's probably Jen. When mm -hmm. Jen pops off at Jenny, again, it's because she's drunk. Jen's like, well, why did you tell me? Why did you set me aside and only tell me about the private investigator? Well, Jen, because everybody else was already in veil and they already knew about it. Like, you were the only one that didn't know. You were the only one. And, and it was about you. So Yeah. 
Yeah, and if Jenny hadn't said that, you would have lost it on, not probably not on Jenny, but you would have lost it on other people. Yeah, yeah. And Meredith says, I was looking into threats against my family because you've done horrible things to my family. And this is Mm -hmm. where Jen says, you were horrible to my family by Mm -hmm. saying that I had a vagina. (laughs) And Meredith says, I saw your vagina multiple times. Your assistant saw your vagina. Everybody saw your vagina. We kept telling you to cover yourself up. You did not. Which we did not know. Nobody brought it up. Even in the reunion, they didn't say that. No. They didn't say that she was taunting them. (laughs) It's so funny because uh, Meredith keeps saying, I, I feel PhD. traumatized by her. I just realized I have a PhD and I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I just had, a, I had like this moment of like extreme shame. <laughs> you guys have really bad news. I think going to quit the podcast. <laughs> Suddenly, oh no, Arthur! Arthur, your midlife crisis is over. Your midlife crisis is over. You thought this was gonna go on for six weeks, and you just had the moment that you were waiting to have. Like when you first started this, you were like, "Ah, "I'm gonna do this for a little bit, and then I'll snap out of it." And it just happened for the rest of the rest of this discussion. I'm shutting up. Fifteen, fifteen months later, I hit my low. (laughs) Fifteen months later, you realize, "Ah, crap! What am I doing with my life?" Yes. These women are upset because Meredith feels traumatized by Jennifer Shaw's vagina. (laughs) A show. What a stupid, stupid show. (laughs) I mean, Jen has no leg to stand on, essentially. So, like, she just – first she yells at Jenny. First she gets mad about the private investigator. She's got nothing there. Then she gets mad at Jenny. She's got nothing there. Then Meredith clocks back at her. She's got nothing there. So then she says – it's your fault that I have these charges against me. It's just, it's just so insane. And again, gets up drunk and yeah. is in Meredith's face. And nobody does That's anything. A, that is aggressive. I'm sorry. That's aggressive, Jen. Yeah. And yeah. that's. That's not okay. People have had their wigs pulled and faces punched and actual injury happen when they'd go in on, into someone else's face like that. Yeah. 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 It's we know that. It's funny because like there's so much happening, right? Like there's like this tension, there's like this underlying tension of like Whitney coming and being like, I'm upset that you guys didn't play my game. That's one. And then it's like this other tension of like Meredith is traumatized by Jen. So like she doesn't want to be there. That's another one. Lisa's upset because her best friend Meredith doesn't like the fact that Lisa is filming with Jen. So that's like another thing. Lisa seems to be most troubled. She's she's very quiet during this whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And she seems very troubled. Like Meredith is ignoring her. Yeah. Heather is Heather is sitting on the sideline drinking and eating popcorn and saying absolutely nothing, being totally yeah. useless. And yeah. then you have this other big fight, which like, again, all of it still devolves. Besides like Jen and Meredith fighting, the big fight that they're having, it like all devolves down to like, who is meaner, Jen or Mary? Who is more hurt by Jen? Who continues to be friends with Jen despite being more hurt by her? And like, also, why would you then be friends with Mary if Mary is also mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, I think like, I think the big thing that we've talked about, which is not being said, is like, I think that before the filming started, mm-hmm. they all said, we're agreeing that the storyline is going to be Mary's church and cult. Mm-hmm. And Meredith said, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Jen's stuff happened. And then Meredith said, guys, yeah. said I didn't want to talk yeah. about Mary. 
I always wanted to talk about how Jen is a terrible person and that was going to be my storyline. And now everyone is pivoting to Mary and I don't like that. And that's like, that's why Meredith keeps disengaging anytime anything comes up about Mary. She Mm -hmm. keeps getting up and leaving anytime things come up about Mary because she doesn't want to deal with it. It's also funny because they're literally bashing Mary, but when Meredith leaves, they somehow vote Mary to go and get Meredith and they do so by promising her a stake. (laughs) It's almost like they know how to whisper to Mary. Yeah. Because Mary wants a fancy dinner. Anywhere she goes, she wants a fancy dinner. Yeah. That's all she cares about is fancy dinners. Yes. So they're like, we'll save you a steak. Just go get Meredith. Bring her back here. And Mary happily complies. All the while, they are talking about how Jen is a criminal to her face. Yeah. They're having that conversation right in front of of Jen. And they are talking about how horrible Mary is to her face. Yeah. Jen is completely off the chart triggered and Mary is absolutely not triggered, which tells me a lot about Mary. Mary is not stupid, guys. Mary is super smart. Yeah. She knows where her bread is buttered. She knows. Doesn't matter what they pe- what these people think. Her cult is going to continue. People are going to follow her. She's fine with it. Apparently her church has been shut down for quite some time Oh, it's now. just been boarded. She's moved it underground somewhere. <laughs> She probably didn't want to pay rent for that space anymore. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But all of this could have been avoided if it wasn't for Whitney and Heather. Oh, yeah. It's all mostly Whitney. But also, what would the season be? Yeah. I appreciate it. It did make me laugh when Whitney was like, if we can't get along, why are we here? And I was like, "Mm." and that's the point of the show. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think you were signing up for, Whitney? (laughs) It makes me laugh because they do this also on like a lot of other franchises where they're like, we're sisters. We're supposed to be empowering each other. And I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) But I do think Potomac understands that and they do empower each other. Yeah. They they cause enough trouble for each other for a storyline, but then they back off. I mean, did you see that Instagram thing post about? I'm just so thrilled for my girls. Giselle and Ashley and Robin and Karen together. Yeah. Doing TikToks. Hilarious. I'm like, who would have thought that they would all get together and do TikToks? Yeah. I love it. They will do that and then they will call each other fiery box. They're literally talking about people's, their spouse's dicks. Like, yes. And it's no big deal. Michael wants to suck one's dick. Karen doesn't like raised dick. It's a brown one. Yeah. Giselle doesn't have a dick. Like it's always, but then they're sitting there and they're having TikToks. And that's the thing. Like I think the difference is that these women, and for good reason, right? Like these women are taking things very seriously because one of them may be coercing people into giving their mortgages up for her. Mm-hmm. One of them is being investigated by the federal government. Those are two pretty serious reasons to take things seriously. But the thing that they're taking seriously aren't those allegations or crimes. The things that they're taking seriously are things like, you showed me your vagina. (laughs) It's so crazy. I know. I know. Can you imagine if Beverly Hills had been this way? No. Uh, Basically what's happening right now is if Beverly Hills was a season where Kathy Hilton was talked about as a horrible person and then they said like, we need to be nice to Erica because she's going through a lot. Yeah. And then the fights were like, who's a better friend to Erica and who was Erica meaner to? Like that's what they basically (laughs) are fighting 
about Salt Lake City. I mean, again, never change. You know, you could get a PhD on doing those two episodes, the Beverly Hills season and this season of Salt Lake City and doing a, a, you know, compare and contrast. You could get a PhD. Could I do like a thesis statement (laughs) on it? Yeah, you could write a thesis statement on how to approach crisis. (laughs) Okay, well, sign me up. Crisis management, the housewife's method. Am I about to be a college professor? You are about to be an author. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about Summer House. They got a new house. There's some new people. I don't care about that. It's a beautiful house. This house is beautiful. I only care about two things. Three things. Uh, can 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 I ask if one of those two things is, one is Colorado Keys and the the second one I hope is Kyle and Amanda's, the, what is the headboard of their bed? No, I didn't think about the headboard of their bed. You did not? No. Did you not see the beautiful woodwork? That's fine. It's like natural wood woodwork that goes in the back of their bed. It's so beautiful. Okay. I, I No, I didn't think about that. The only thing that I saw that was beautiful was Carl's butt. Yes. <laughs> that was number one. Number one. Yes. Okay. Carl does look great. He does look great. And he wakes up at 5 a.m. Goes and meditates. Oh, my God. You know, oh. here's the thing. I've talked about like food issues and weight issues and all this stuff like over the years. I've talked to you about it, Arthi, like so much. And there's this realization that I've been having as of late, which is as we get older and especially through our adolescence, we just want to belong. We just want to be like everybody else. We just want to have a body or a face or a type or personality that fits the mold for everybody else. And as you get older, you figure out things are different. Right. Things are different. You look different. Your hair is different, whatever. But you're still always looking for that sense of belonging. And when it comes to like socializing and how you, you know, consume things like alcohol or whatever, you want to be able to do the thing that everybody else is doing because it's the easiest thing for human beings to do is to do the thing that makes them feel like they belong. And Mm -hmm. there is a really difficult realization you have where you realize I can't do what other people do. And my path just needs to be different because this is what works for me. And I'm like Mm -hmm. figuring that out with like food stuff right now. But like that's what I felt like Carl did. He said, look, I can't party with you guys until three in the morning. I'm going to go home early. I have Mm -hmm. to wake up at five in the morning and I need this consistency in my life because the way my brain is made up, this Mm -hmm. is what it needs. And it's like a really great – it's a really great example for – people in their 30s who are coming to this realization probably as like their partying years die down that like Mm -hmm. this is a totally normal and acceptable way for you to manage your own mental health and it doesn't matter that everybody around you is doing something different right so I was proud of Carl yeah I was very proud of Carl the fact that he has stuck with it and he's seeing benefits of it and that we as audiences and them as that co as his co-workers Mm -hmm are rewarding him for it is heartwarming for me because oftentimes these things happen and we don't be like, huh, how long is this going to last? Right. And how is this going to, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't celebrate that enough. So we've seen I'm like so two, glad about that. Yeah. We've seen like two types of sobriety. We've seen like the Lala Ken sobriety and we've seen the Carl sobriety. Lala Even didn't. Lala Kent is, I think, is sober. Sober. I think James Kennedy is a better example of that. Well, no, I'm talking about Lala because I think Lala is sober. Yeah. But Lala is not a better person for being sober. No. 
No. She's no. not working through the other stuff in her life to be a better yes. person. Correct. Where, yes. As Carl is actually actively working to find ways to be a better human being. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't know if it's just because he's older. Like, I think Lala is just in her, like, early 30s now or just turned 30. Yeah. Whereas, like, Carl is, I think, in his late 30s. So I feel yeah. like maybe it's an age thing. But I just am so proud of him. And that conversation that he has later with Lindsay. Oh, my God. <sighs> Lindsay Hubbard. She's, oh my god, she's the best person on Bravo. Okay, we talked about like Tim Gunn. No, being Carl the, is. No, no, Carl is. No, well, not Carl. No, no not Carl. We talked about Tim Gunn. Yes, T- she's not perfect like Tim Gunn. No, she's she is my favorite person on Bravo because she's done some super fucked up stuff, but she only does fucked up stuff to herself. Yes, and she owns it. She owns it. She knows it. She, she grows help from it. it. Yeah, yeah, she grows from it. She just does a different kind of fucked up stuff the next time. She doesn't do the same thing. Like most of the time, the things that have activated Lindsay are things Mm -hmm. where she is being wronged usually by a man or that somebody is saying something horrible about her. Mm -hmm. Like that is usually the stuff that activates Lindsay. And certainly it's not a healthy reaction, even Mm -hmm. though I love when she gets activated. Yeah. But I think the difference is that Lindsay is – constantly working to try to be a better person and you can see that because of just how she's been able to like have these conversations and she's always she's very honest she's very authentic Mm -hmm. i think Lindsay. that's why i really like her i think this is the second time that we have a Lindsay pregnancy did not work storyline if i'm not mistaken i think the other one was that she was like late by a couple of days yeah with stravi or she was late by a couple of days and then she was negative and very excited about it and it didn't happen yeah but this is man i've gone through it and it's one of the hardest things and you don't get over it overnight Mm -hmm. and it sort of was like i understand that they didn't they kept pestering her about her Mm -hmm. status and I wish you just said, uh, I'm, it's complicated and left it at that. Yeah. But she says, I'm, I'm dating. And then they keep asking her and she gets worked up. And I understand why she got worked yeah. up. But the others don't know that either. So you cannot blame them for not knowing. But even if they had known, I don't think they would know. They're so immature that they would not know what to do. No, they also treat Lindsay like she's the oldest person in the world. She, They literally... Probably, she's the oldest in the group, but they also treat her like she's the oldest in the world. No, they treat her like, rest in peace, she's Betty White. Like, they re- yes. treat her like this 99-year-old lady. And it's right. very funny because it's like, at the same time, Amanda, you're engaged to Kyle, who's over 40. So, like... yeah. It's this very strange treatment of Lindsay that I always think is ridiculous. Like I think on Winter House, it was like Lindsay's birthday or something or she turned Mm – it was something about that. And they said, oh, how old are you? And then she was like, oh, I'm going to turn 35. And I remember Paige said, oh, damn. And I was like, oh, damn? Like that's crazy. But that's again, it's because Paige and what's her name? Sierra Sierra. are all in their early to mid-20s. Yeah. They don't understand. They don't understand. Lindsay doesn't. Uh, Lindsay needs her own show. Get, put her in New Real Housewives of New York. Really, she needs to move there. She needs because, to move there. Yeah, she needs to be around older fucked up people. Yeah, she needs to people. be with. Could you imagine Lindsay and Sonia? Sonia? Oh, yes. my god. oh my god, a match made in heaven. Yeah, I want to see that. Mm. Yeah. Um, speaking of matches not made in heaven, Kyle and Amanda. <laughs> How messy is that? Okay, if Amanda's listening, 
She's not. Yeah. I just want her to know that like you've not been married to this man for a very long time. You're beautiful. You're fun. You're young. You can leave him. Yes, but I I also think that she's equally messed up. Not in this situation. Well, I I don't know. I mean, he's out drinking, but she's in drinking and she's, you know, it's it's like they're made for each other. They're equally dysfunctional. Mm, I don't know about this. Is a bad take. I think sister. they're codependent. I mm, I don't. They're codependent. I think they're equally codependent. It's very hard for them to. I I think they are destructive to each other. I don't think they're the best match. I don't think. No, I mean, they're the, think they're a horrible match. Amanda can do better for sure, but I also think that she is very codependent on him. Yeah, she is, but she doesn't need yeah. to be codependent on him. Yeah, he has, no, he's a toxic, to. he's an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. He is an alcoholic. She doesn't take sober action either. She's also that crying and getting drunk and breaking his stuff. That is like, that just increases that whole cycle of them going back and forth. It just is not healthy at all. I could just tell, no, but I could just tell that Kyle is not a good person because he flipped out and said I'm not the one hiring a fucking therapist and I was like Mm. yeah you're not hiring a therapist because you don't believe in therapy Kyle that's why that's why this is all happening because you clearly don't agree with the steps that Amanda is trying to take to be Mm -hmm. a better person so Amanda is actually trying to work on this and you think it's all bullshit because it's gonna have to make you face your own demons which you don't want to do that's a very typical male I don't want to deal with my shit response yes and so that's why i'm saying amanda should and can leave this relationship because she's young enough she Mm -hmm. is not tied to him you don't have any kids with this man you're in business with him but like guess what so is carl and carl's not marrying kyle like it's fine you know like leave leave this horrible toxic relationship they were on watch what happens live um yeah kyle and carl and the way carl spoke about Lindsay was so touching Yes, but Kyle, the way that even his responses to like what happened that night, nothing made me feel better about their relationship or him as a person. He just kept Mm -hmm. saying, I fucked up. I fucked up. And I was like, I don't know if this is enough. And even him saying like, oh, uh, I saw that she called me 14 times and then I just decided I'm not going to pick up and I'm not going to deal with this right now. Like, that's crazy, especially you if you have a pre-existing situation where you get so drunk that you black out and you do things that you don't remember. So here's the difference between between Amanda and Raquel. Mm. Raquel would not call 14 times. Raquel would call three times, realize he's not picking up, and she did eventually walk out. And that's what Amanda should have done. Yes. Calling 14 times when the first four times were ignored doesn't help. It only makes you crazier. It only makes you spiral out. 27 times, that's you spiraling out and you giving in to the rage and you giving in to the misery and the toxicity and you're stuck in it and you're helpless. That's the point where you don't want to reach. You want to be where Raquel is and walk away. Do you think that Amanda thinks that if she leaves Kyle, she can't be on Summer House anymore? I don't know. And Is Summer House that important for Amanda, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't I know if that is be. the reason. I think it brings in a lot of money to them. I think that's why they keep coming back. I mean, honestly, if Kyle and Amanda really want... 
I mean, Carl is doing it. He's doing it sober. They could have done it sober too. My point is about them in a relationship. It's not even about Kyle not drinking. It's just Mm -hmm. about them breaking up. Is it possible that Amanda isn't just married to Kyle, but she's also married to this idea of the show? I don't know. I that feel like that sad. might be it. And it's, oh, it's super sad. It's horribly yeah. sad. But I think that, like, if that were me, I would respond yeah. the exact same way Amanda did. And I would do it yeah. totally sober. I would take his shit and I would throw yes. it outside and I would break his stuff and I would do it totally sober. Because yes. if I called you 25 times and you did not pick up the phone over yeah. a course of like four hours, mm-hmm. then you might as well be dead to me. <laughs> Yes, because it has to be because you're dead, right? Yeah, it, it has, has to be, to be because, because you're dead. And now you're not yeah. dead, now I'm going to kill you. Yeah, right. Because yeah. it has to be because you're dead. Yeah, so I think like Amanda, if she's tied to Kyle because of the show, that's really sad. And I wonder like if there's another part of it where like, you know, the Hannah factor where like she was best friends with Hannah and Hannah hated Kyle and mm-hmm. she kept fighting with Hannah over the fact that Hannah kept pointing out that Kyle's a piece of shit, which like, Hannah's also a big problem. We're not trying to give Hannah any props. But, you know, there's this, like, pride issue that you get then where you're like, if I break up with this person, then this person that I pushed out of my life, then they – I have to admit to them that they were right. Right. And I don't think Amanda has – that may have a bigger – that may have a bigger role to play here than the actual show because now she wants to prove to everybody that she didn't make a bad judgment call because at this point – If she has not broken up with Kyle, then she is choosing to be with Kyle and now she can no longer complain about him. I wonder if other people in her life, like her personal life, had told have told her, hey, listen, the show is not that important. The show is not important. I'm sure her parents would have said that, right? I, I don't think and, she's no, but, like but, such a fame-hungry person. That's I don't think – I think it's more pride than anything Well, else. yeah, I think like – I wonder yeah. if somebody has told her the show is not that important. You don't have to be with this person. And she said, no, 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 it's not about the show. It's not about the show. He's a good yeah. guy and he's done this and he's done that. But when you strip away all the things that he's letting you down about – yeah. What are you left with? The show and the yeah. company? Yeah. Those yeah. things are not important, Amanda. Like, yeah. this guy is a toxic out- – like, I hope that in the next season of Summer House, the storyline is Kyle goes to rehab because he's unhinged. Unhinged, yes. It's not cute. Not anymore. No. I don't mm-hmm. want to see him pee again, ever. I don't want to see him just getting drunk and walking around the house and eating snacks. And actually, I do want yeah. to see that. It's only the snacks part. The snacks but part. Would you prefer a sober Carl walking around? In yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think there's yeah. more interesting things than Amanda and Kyle being in this toxic relationship. And when I watched the trailer, I thought that that would they were just like playing it up because I was so annoyed. I was like, oh god, yeah, like yeah. we know they get married, but now I'm yeah. like, oh, these guys <sighs> get married. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what a disaster. It is. But what a great show. I mean, I'm glad it's back. I I did not like Winter House, but I do love the Summer House. I know. Um, and I, I want to know. And I was so happy to see a new person, Mia. Yeah, Maya. Mia? Maya. Yeah. yeah. I think she is a good addition. She seems comfortable in yeah. front of the cameras. And she's getting involved right away. She's like, you guys are going to show me a great time. Yeah. So she is very committed. And I l- obviously love my favorite, Danielle. Yes. Oh, my God. She's, She's so healthy. She's such a nice person. Yeah. Like, her. I'm very happy. I'm very happy just seeing Danielle, Carl, and Lindsay I mean, interact Lindsay. with each other. Yeah. 
That's yeah. fine. I'm happy with the three of them. I don't really need Kyle anymore. No. He thinks he's important to the show. He's not anymore. He could just be coming in and now. Yeah, he calls it I his show. I don't want to see Kyle and Amanda actually anymore. Yeah. I really don't. I am interested in this Andrea Page Craig Are you really? triangle. I'm interested uh, okay. in that, interested in this way that like, I love that they go into the show and right off the jump, Paige is like, uh, look, I dated multiple people and I'm hooking up with everyone and I don't really care. And I was like, nobody on not a single man in the history of Summer House has come in with that level of honesty on the very first episode <laughs> of being like, I am dating multiple people and that is one person I have hooked up yeah. with and I'm also hooking up with another person. Yeah. And like, it's funny because Andrea is definitely like the Hannah in the Luke and Hannah situation where he's like, mm-hmm. oh, like maybe sparks are back. But I was just laughing and maybe like it's it's misandry. It's I just yeah. don't care for men where I'm like yeah. laughing at Andrea. I'm like, oh, you stupid yeah. idiot. Whereas if it was a girl, I'd be like, oh, poor thing. She's getting a lot on. No, I'm still, yeah, I did not have anything, any sympathy for Hannah either. <laughs> you didn't? No. <laughs> no. And now I have no, no sympathy for dumb. Andrea. I'm just laughing. Yeah. He's so hot. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm not quite impressed with the new new guy who came no in, he so. seems annoying as hell yeah we'll find out we'll find out he is right he's the opposite of hot yeah <laughs> he was like no girls don't fall for me i'm not cool yeah yeah i, I was I, like oh right, we can tell not. with your two pounds of turkey that you talked about <laughs> go away <laughs> sit down all right. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode. We packed in so much content. We talked about three shows and a real estate listing. And a breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right. Well, we'll be back on Saturday and we'll be talking about Miami and OC. And is Jersey coming back soon? I think so. I, we saw this trailer, so they should be coming back soon. We'll Who see. knows? Who knows? We'll see when. All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll catch you then. Bye. Bye. The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shaw i may be a model but i'll never be a model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Mike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. 
Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins Bilstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is.